Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the seat of the cab with me, your host, Mr. Nigel Williams. Well, we're not in the cab. Sadly, we're on the drive home. Telling you, been a rough old day. Been a rough old day. So, what are we going to have a chat about tonight? Well, really, really nice guy, uh, Craig Michael there from uh, from Zap Shelter posted up on LinkedIn how a guy had framed a £20 note and said that when he was down to his last £20 he was at his lowest. His last £20 out of a £2,000 overdraft. Huh. So that said, the cogs were in and I had replied to this particular thread there on LinkedIn, but it seems LinkedIn has swat in the um, the R word recession. So I had to replace that for a uh, what, what did I call it? National Economic something I don't remember. But anyway, what I thought we'd have a chat about is um, is finance and finances and money we're all guilty of it aren't we we're all guilty of being a bit shit with money we're all guilty of being a bit shit with money it's just I'm in an industry where you can earn a lot of money you can you can earn a lot of money in construction fuck yeah you can work hard and earn a lot of money so, every summer it's been the same. Every summer it's the fucking same and it pisses me off. You see the silly little boys with their big fancy car, usually some expensive German bit of stuff from Mercedes or BMW or Volkswagen all souped up and financed up to the hilt brother and this last couple of years where I've been on bigger construction projects I've seen them turning up with the fancy Rolex watches gold bracelets gold chains seen them sitting there in the dumpers with their what is it fucking Balenciaga some fancy dog shit anyway t-shirts and tracky pots and all the rest of it and they're all bragging in the car park holding court on who's got the fanciest most expensive watch and whose car's worth the most and Who's paying the most amount of fucking insurance? See, I've had to do a little bit of thinky-thinky, rejiggy-riggy. Because the other day, in the yard, I met a young fella telling me about some £45,000 motor car that he was going to get. And he took to telling me how it was going to cost... 8.9 grand so that's 8,900 pound in real money 
to insure it. And all of these things are rifting round in my head. Why? Well, a little over a year ago, my life got turned upside down. My small family that I thought I would have forever was blown apart. Because she found someone else to fill the void because I was too busy working. Not having a nice life. I wasn't too busy having a nice life. I wasn't too busy partying hard and getting drunk. I was working my fucking ass off to build a deposit, to put money in the bank, to build the savings up to what I needed to buy a house, to buy my family a home. And the whole time she was busy screwing around behind my back. So what did what do all of these things have to do with one another? Well, when my life got ripped apart, shredded like pork pork, all of that money that I'd saved, those thousands of pounds, I had to rent a home, had to buy furnishings, had to uh, buy stuff, because I needed cutlery, plates, cups. Needed to put food in the cupboards. Need to fill the freezer. Need to get some nice stuff in the fridge. Needed to feel better. It's winter time, the bills don't stop coming in. I needed to get my vehicles moved from where they were because they weren't any longer roadworthy. I used that money to console my grief. Decided to change my job. So I needed to buy a car. Decided to change my job and had to pay £2,000 in training costs. Which I don't begrudge, not in the slightest. My training, I, I have it, I hold the tickets, it's mine. And all of this stuff costs money. And if you ain't got it, you can't have it. Now, I could have gone and bought a car on finance, but I didn't. I paid a sensible amount of money and bought the car outright, because I wanted a car. I needed a car. A friend had a car for sale that suited the needs, and I bought it. Bought it outright, it's mine. I ain't got no payments on that, only bar insurance and tax, and whatever fuel I need to stick in it running costs, day-to-day -day repairs, etc. And I exhausted pretty much all of my savings getting myself back together, getting myself back to normal. So a few months have ticked by and I've managed to get two grand in savings. And I was quite pleased with that. I was like, right, now we're, on, now we're on the right track. We're two grand in the savings. The current account has got money in it. The bills are being paid. We're actually making headway. But I hadn't bought my house. Still renting. I 
needed to save more. And I started looking around, started looking around at property prices. Now bearing in mind, COVID, furlough, all the rest on it. And property prices didn't stop increasing at all, not in the slightest. If anything, over COVID, property prices should have either sat still or dropped because people were not working. We had shuttered the economy and we were in free fall. But they didn't. Just get going out, which was bizarre in itself. And I became disillusioned at the notion, at the idea of owning a house. Stop saving. Just thought, well, look, as long as I've got two grand in the in the savings account, that'll cover Christmas. That's enough. Happy days. And I'd kind of given up and just decided that I'll just become part of Generation Rent. And I started living slothingly. I stopped making the coffee pot in the morning like I used to. Resorted to grabbing a coffee wherever I felt like it. Stopped making the sandwiches and rolls like I used to and started getting chips for lunch. Started getting chips for dinner at night as well. And all that money I was wasting when I should have been saving it. So let's go back to them young fellas standing there in the car park holding court bragging about how much their car cost bragging about their bit of gold on their wrist bragging about their timepiece on their wrist what are they doing with all of their money are they spending it all on finance Are they spending it on HP? For the cars? Have they got them watches on interest-free payments? Are they gold on interest-free payments? You see, because all of these things cost money. And if you want the bragging rights, you've got to have the money to buy it. Unless you get it on finance. But that means each month you've got to make the payments. Each month you've got to make that payment to keep that item on your wrist or under your arse to travel backwards and forwards to work. Now bearing in mind, I've been paying the rent. I've been living a sensible life and I've been saving money. So here's the question. If I've managed to save this money, live a sensible life, and pay my rent, does that mean that these young fellas are not saving any money? Potentially, yes. Yes, it does. It means that all of their money is being spent on living day to day. But who told them that 
finance in your life was a good idea? Who told them that they can have the Instagram lifestyle and they can live the Instagram lifestyle on lemonade money? Because I don't know about you, but the idea of spending upwards of three and a half thousand pounds more on a watch kind of twists my noodle a little bit. The idea of not owning my car outright now twists my noodle a little bit. Because if we do go into recession, all of those things have to be paid for still if they're on finance otherwise they get taken away your credit goes to shit but you're still going to need somewhere to live you're always going to need somewhere to live and that's why I'm buying a house because I'm always going to need somewhere to live I don't give a fuck about bragging rights in the car park. Jesus fucking Christ. What fucking idiot are you? Are you still at school? Bragging rights in the car park. Grow up. If you want to brag, tell me that you've got less than 20 years left on your mortgage. If you really want to brag, tell me how you signed up for your 25 year mortgage and got it paid up in 10 because you were frugal with your money if you really want to brag if you really 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 want to brag tell me how entrepreneurial you are and how you've managed to create extra businesses and passive income to buy that roof over your head so that you can live the Instagram lifestyle. Because when that young kid said to me he was going to buy a £45,000 motor car and he was going to pay £8,900 a year insurance, my first reaction was, have you bought a house yet? Oh, no, 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 no. I'll need to move out first. What? You're seriously going to buy a fucking expensive motor car and buy expensive insurance to fucking drive it and you ain't even got a fucking house to live in? What are you, fucking stupid? And I suppose the reality is yes. Because they haven't been taught about money. They haven't been told about finance. Because what am I going to do when I own the house? Once I've, once I've got that mortgage, what am I going to do? Well, my plan, I mean, so long as everything goes according to plan, which it should, there's no reason why it shouldn't. But once everything goes to plan, what's my, what's my plan? Well, my plan basically is to try and pay £150 a week extra or more off the mortgage. So you're probably thinking, well, why would you pay more? 
you know what your mortgage is going to be. Why, why are you going to pay more? What are you doing that for? That's a good reason for that, isn't there? Right, your mortgage payment is inclusive of interest. Yeah? They calculate your interest on a daily basis. Did you know that? On your credit cards, loans, etc., they calculate your interest on a daily basis. So if you pay more money off your borrowing, either side of your payment, it reduces your overall debt. So the principal loan is actually paid off faster, which means your interest calculator is lower. So the more you pay off, the faster you pay it off, the less interest you pay. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that fucking amazing? And especially now with these talks of increased interest rates, the faster you can pay your loans off, the faster you can pay your mortgage off, the better off you're going to be. Especially if you're locked into a fixed rate mortgage, you are going to be golden. And why? Because that principal loan decreasing every week you pay that little bit extra I can afford a bit extra this week move it over in the bank can afford a bit extra this week move it over in the bank can afford a bit extra this week move it over in the bank if you're constantly paying your mortgage off your overall principal loan is reduced. The amount of interest you pay will be less. Which means the banks make less money out of you. You will own your property faster. Because you're going to have to remortgage every two to five years. Depending on the mortgage that you take out. Say you're on a fixed rate mortgage for five years. Fixed rate, five years. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know exactly what you're going to be paying each month for the next five years. Awesome. What does that mean? It means that you can budget. It means that you can budget to save money. And you can budget to pay your mortgage down faster. What's the negative consequence of that? It can be that you're paying a slightly higher rate because there's anticipated fluctuations in the mortgage market in the interest rates and the base rates so it can be that you're paying a slightly higher interest rate throughout the duration of the loan but that's fine because if you're on a fixed number you can work with that that's perfectly doable And the whole time of owning property, your property will be either appreciating in value or it will stay static. I haven't seen a time since the 1980s where we've had negative equity. But even if negative equity does come, it's only a problem if you want to move and you've borrowed more than your house is worth.
So how are we going to save money? How are we going to save money? By acting responsibly. Fiscal and financial responsibility is the only way you can save money. Right. Just remember, bragging rights in the car park do not equal a happy life. Bragging rights in the car park are good for all of about three minutes of fame in the car park. They don't make you a better operator. They don't make you a better person. They don't actually bring any joy or happiness to your life. So spending a lot of money on a motor car to feel good in the moment is a fucking stupid idea. If you want a nice business car for business, fine. But you're in earth moving. You're in plant hire and civil engineering. The fuck are you going to do with a Mercedes SLK on a building site? What are you going to do when times get rough? And you have to start using your car to do more things with. Heaven forbid you might need to do a cash job and you might need to pick up some slabs. You might need to chuck a few bags of concrete in the boot. Some post mix and some nine inch nails. A few 25 kilo bags of shingle or blue slate chippings. You could do that in a Fiesta, you could do that in a Mondeo. Not quite so sure that you're going to want to do it in that BMW 5 Series or that Audi A5. Might not be to your exact cup of tea. Say the economy does take a turn for the worse. Are you going to be able to still make the payments on your car? What's your forfeiture? Should the car need to be repossessed or you give it back? What about the gold? What about the Rolex? Can you get rid of that as easy as you bought it on somebody else's money? Because that was the, the crux of Craig's post. Was that this guy thought his last 20 quid was his. And it wasn't. That last 20 quid he framed was somebody else's money. And that's what you're doing when you're buying stuff on finance. You're buying it on other people's money. And you're paying them back in instalments with interest for the privilege of borrowing their money. I see it all the time. I see these young lads. They pulls up at the garage to get their £3.60 Costa coffee, their sandwich, their sausage roll. They goes off to Greg's for brekkie and gets himself a nice little breakfast slice or bacon and cheese wrap or something. It goes off at lunchtime, goes gets a Subway or a Mackie D's. 
How much are they spending every day on food for work? How much? How much are you spending? I'm talking about this because it's important for people to think about money, think about spending their money wisely. One of the biggest stress components is money worries. One of the greatest fears of mine is going to another funeral or reading another obituary of a friend who took their life through the worry of money because they hadn't spent it wisely to begin with. They tried to live the champagne life on lemonade money and the clock just ran out on them. They couldn't hide from it anymore. Is that possible? Is that a potential? Yeah, it is. It is. Nobody likes to admit that suicide is uh, is an element that some people look to when they have severe financial stress. If we can reduce the financial stress placed upon ourselves by being more sensible, by being more responsible, if we can teach kids the value of money so that they actually understand what they're doing before they do it, I've paid quite a lot of attention to the student loan debates in debacle and how people thought Jeremy Corbyn was the man to quash all student loans. All student loans would be forgiven. Did those people really need to go to university? And if they did go to university, to what benefit has their degree been? if they haven't managed to pay off their student loans. We're in an industry that pays a lot of money. Why are we strapping ourselves up with unnecessary financial burden for depreciating consumer goods like cars? and not focusing on buying houses, buying flats that we're going to live in. We're going to have our families in. One of the biggest disruptors in relationships is also financial stress. Could your marriage or relationship have been saved if you had been more responsible with the money that you'd earn? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know all of the answers. But I do know that without talking about money, without talking about finance, without talking about mortgages and rent and loans and car finance, insurance payments 
roads, road tax, without making people aware of the choices and decisions that they're making, we won't be able to educate them to the dangers and the pitfalls of being irresponsible with their buying power. Cheap credit cards with high interest, readily available everywhere. When I came back from Europe in 2016, I, I had no choice. I had absolutely no credit history. I'd been out of the country for almost 10 years. I had no choice. Aqua, Vanquist, took out a couple of those cards. 39.9% interest in APR. 39.9%. And for the first six months of Avenham, my credit, my credit score didn't move, not one little bit. And I was in the bank and the advisor behind the counter said, well, you know, maybe you should carry a bit of a balance. And I was like, I don't want to owe people money. And he said, well, if you carry a bit of a balance and you meet your minimum payments every month, they'll see that you can actually accrue debt, hold debt, and continuously make payments on your debt and that you can manage your debt. That's how you build your credit history. It's not about how much money you earn. It's about proving your ability to make those payments. And that's what I did. I carried a small balance have done for a few years now okay I'm paying 40% interest on it that's something I have to deal with but seeing my credit score at 612 out of 711 that's pretty fucking good going that is pretty fucking good going I've got the money I could probably pay it off tomorrow if I wanted I struggle with the deposit for the house still but I could And if the house falls through, well, that's what I'm going to do. Clear that balance and just keep saving money. Until I've got an even bigger deposit. And I'm even more capable of buying the house than I was this year. But I'm not going to become disillusioned. I'm going to make home ownership a reality. By getting back to making the coffee pot before I go to bed so that it comes on automatically at five o'clock and I've got fresh hot coffee first thing in the morning instead of spending £3.60 in Costa. Making sure I've got my flask and my water bottle. Making sure that I've made sandwiches the night before. Making sure that when I spend money on groceries that I actually eat them instead of wasting them and putting them in the bin because they've gone off and gone moldy. Only through sound, responsible financial planning can I make home ownership a reality. And that's something I am going to do. And something I encourage everyone to try and push young people towards doing in the future.
so yeah hit me up tell me what your thoughts are let me know what you think about finances how do you make money work for you is there anything more I can do to try and make my own personal situation better and earn more money from the money that I have how can we educate young people into making better financial choices and decisions you know where to find me folks Nigel Williams Facebook LinkedIn from the seat of the cab at gmail.com and I'll catch you in the next one take care bye bye